right, we're back with an all new show, Damage Blue. I'm at home, um, socially distancing <laughs> with COVID. You know, I thought I would never catch it. I thought I was Superman, country to country, flight to flight. Nah, it caught me. Oh, <laughs> poor thing. Are you having bad symptoms? No, actually, um, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I am just sleeping. Uh, drinking hot tea, eating healthy, taking all my vitamins. I got an IV. I also took some some secret stuff I can't talk about because I don't want the government to come and get me. But I oh. think I may have kicked it already. I think I may have kicked it. I have to go get tested again, I think, Friday to see if I have it or not. Just, you know, if I kicked it in a week, I don't know what to tell you. Lay low, though. Just because you kick it, your body still needs to recover. So please sleep, Jason. It's important. I'm glad you're doing okay, man, because when I seen that news, I, I was a little afraid. And I also was afraid for myself because uh, over this Labor Day weekend, I, I've been out in a few places, quite a, a handful of places. So I'm just going to make sure, you know, I'm taking those multivitamins too and get my health together because it could happen to any of us. And please get well, tested, you know, Damage, because just because you don't feel sick, please get tested regardless. You know, I went to Mexico to kind of kind of like take a time away to just relax and everything. And I tested negative coming back from Mexico. I'm blaming this COVID on Trey songs. Trey had a party in um, Miami. <laughs> Trey had a party in Miami at a club called Vendome. And I went to that club. And as I was standing there and as the bottles were coming out, I looked over at Rob, who also has COVID, and Andrew, my new assistant, who also has COVID. And I said, yeah, the Delta's in here. It's in here. Because everybody was going hookah. Everybody was hanging out. I went to go say hi to Trey. Shout out to Trey. And then I just knew something was bad. Plus, Rob's been walking around coughing with no mask on and laughing at us for laughing at him. And so either Trey got it, gave it to me at his party, or Rob. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. I hope they all got tested. The Deltas in here is probably your intuition, Jason. We talked about you being yeah. a witch. You probably felt it in the ether. Mm-hmm. Definitely did. You know, the other thing I was feeling was love. You know, I have this new friend. Um, his name is oh. Yamil. I'm going to show you a picture of him right here. Yamil is Colombian, but he lives in Miami. And um, and I think he's straight. So I'm not really in love. I'm kind of mystified and in love because he's such a charming person. But we were at the club. And when we were there, I had these bottles come out. And the sign says, I love heaven. Take a look. <laughs> and because at that moment... I felt like I was in heaven. Little did I know the clouds were mystified with little droplets of COVID. Now I'm at home, oh you know, trying to recover. But, you know, I have to tell you, there's just been so much shaming. And on my Facebook, everybody is going crazy with whether or not I should have the vaccination. I am not getting vaccinated after this. I will be healthier than you with the vaccination because I have the antibodies. Um, and so I'm going to be more mindful. I'm going to go back to really focus on my gut health and working out. But shout out to everybody out there um that is uh surviving covid um and i have to say i think my quest to find love you know going to miami to see heaven and and, and a little bit of hell is the thing that i believe traveling outside of la and finding love is still a possibility even though last show i gave up on it what do you guys think That's was i wrong i was just that? gonna say this ping pong of i'm done i'm back in the streets now you're back for love right it's like, we don't know what lane Jason is in. Every day is a mystery, but hopefully you find the heaven you're looking for, man. I actually am not believing any of the ping-ponging. Jason wants a boo. I think he's consistently wanted a boo, and he just gets tired sometimes. So I'm still rooting for you to, to find your person. I'm not falling for it, Jason. Well, you do, want a boo. I feel it. I, I do want a boo, but the problem is every time I find somebody, there's one little issue. Like, this guy, he's straight. Like, I mean, really... <laughs> but really no but you know recently i sat down with christina milian and christina you know i love christina we've seen her in relationships with the canon the dream different people but in addition to all of her relationships we talked about some of her iconic projects like um um you know love doesn't cost a thing and we all know that relationships do cost (laughs) some things my credit card bill says differently Uh, did you is there anything is there any belief that either one of you have in love not costing anything? Like it just being for free? It's not supposed to cost, but it will. When you like somebody, you know, you just start swiping away. Amazon is at your fingertips. You start sending a bunch of gifts. And after, t- you know what? You don't know how much it costs until after the relationship is over and you're looking back at it like, why did I do all of that? 
But I feel like when you in it, it doesn't cost a thing. It's like, just do away. Ladies, do you hear that? If a man is being cheap and hasn't bought you anything, it means he doesn't like you. Thank you for admitting that, Damage. Absolutely. You to hear that. Absolutely. Christi Christina probably got wined and dined and properly courted, and that's why she's off in France with her boo, and I'm here for it. But all those guys who make up excuses for not spending any money, one of your own just sold no. on you. Now, wait a minute now. Mm -hmm. I believe that's true, but also every guy don't have money. So let's put that out it's there. It's the Everybody effort that balling. counts. Everybody yeah, but it's not always it's not always money. When you think about love not costing a thing, I think about a relationship I was in with with uh, Latour, who I talked about in my book. God must have forgotten about me. I talked about um, one month, one year we were together for his birthday. Every single day, he woke up with a card, and every day was the letter of the alphabet for that day in order and a word that defined him to me that day so if it was a it could have been something you know uh, um you know whatever that a word was was an asshole because he was an asshole but you know um that was the thought that counted you know what i mean every day and then then i think on the 27th day i gave him a, a bigger card with like a gift in it and then the then the 28th day and then by the by the end of the month he had like this big gift so again i think it goes back to like the thought that counts people want to know that you actually mm -hmm. love them and and it's not always tied Effort. to a money thing. I, I don't know about your love language, but mine is gifting. Like I just love, you know, buying things and making somebody, you know, excited to get gifts. So that's just something that I love to do. Is that the one that you receive though? Because I've heard the love language you, you give and the one that you receive can sometimes differ. Oh, my niggas be broke. Oh. <laughs> I was just trying to tell Blue, everybody ain't got money. No, it's not. It's the effort. Because like you said, Amazon, for $10, you can send somebody a gift on Amazon. So again, money is not about the money. Sometimes it's about the effort. Even if it's $5, put in some effort. Speak for yourself. Some of them ladies don't want them Amazon little cheap gift cards. <laughs> See, and, and also, I think that, you know, like for me, when you buy me something, like for me, if you buy me something that costs $10, I'm going to love it, right? But I also mm -hmm. think because, you know, I can afford what I want, most people don't want to buy me anything because then it looks mm -hmm. like they're broke or they're cheap or they can't afford it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think it's important that when you are in a relationship and you are gifting somebody that you also keep in mind that although you want to give them this nice extravagant gift that they can't afford to reciprocate, you might be tearing away at their ego too and be making them feel shameful because they know deep down inside they can't do that for you. So I've also learned to be very careful you know, maybe a nice trip somewhere, you know, being able to enjoy the water. The water is free. You know, get in there wasn't, but you don't think <laughs> about it like that. You're just like, yo, I'm in the water, you know, in Aruba or something. So, yeah, I mean, being very mindful of that. But I know one thing for sure. Christina seems to be very happy. You know, she's had mm -hmm. some very public relationships that have not worked out. Um, and But she's she's always kept her outlook on finding happiness and being in love. And so I can't wait to find out what that looked like for her when she found it. Now streaming exclusively on BET Plus, all the Queen's men. From Tyler Perry Studios and show creator Christian Keys comes the new hottest original series on BET Plus. Based on Christian's best-selling novel, Ladies Night, all the Queen's men stars Eva Marcel as Marilyn Madame DeVille, a ruthless male exotic dance club owner. Madame protects her empire at any cost and betrayal or murder are not off the table. Heavy is the head that wears the Madame's crown full of explosive drama, just like I like it, and seductive showmanship from Madam's Men, the full season of this steamy new series. All the Queen's Men is now streaming only on BET+. Expect lots of skin, lots of sin, and plenty of plot twists all season long. Want BET+, it's the premium streaming service that lets you stream black culture anytime, anywhere, ad-free. Haven't subscribed yet? Visit BET.plus to sign up and learn more. All right, Christina Milian is here in the building. Look, it has been, I don't even know how many years I've had the show now, six years, and this is the first time you've been on the show. I feel happy, but also <laughs> offended. <laughs> They'll be better, Jason. <laughs> No, no, you listen. know what? I've been, you know, I've been. I'm joking. I'm joking. I've been watching your whole grind from the very beginning, including knowing you since way before all of this even started, which is kind of crazy. Actually, we've always like just been in kind of that same circle by way of especially our friend Billy. And I mean, I didn't know that you, you know, that you would actually even die. I didn't actually even know what you did for a living, as far as like doing this. And then I, you popped up on the scene and like blew up. <laughs> and so every 
time that you we've talked about doing this, I'm always like, let's do it around a project. Like I, I usually don't like to just like talk to be talking. I like to usually be like, okay, I have this project coming out or X, Y, Z. And um, I had the movie come out this past summer and I was like, you know what, let me stop putting it off. I was like, let's just finally do this. Cause I think of you every time actually. And I'm like, no, this little, you know, Disney project is not the right time to talk to him. This other project, no, that's not the right time. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Now's the time. We're good. <laughs> well, listen, no, I appreciate it. You know, I never know, because like you said, we've known each other for so long. I never know if the people that I've known for so long that haven't come on the show is because they're afraid or something. I'm like, she has nothing to be afraid of. She's not, you're not out here getting drunk and falling in the street. You're not no. snorting cocaine. That's you're not, true. you know. You're not you're not twerking on everybody. So it's not that bad. And and let's keep in mind, six years ago, might have been doing all of those things that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't. So you know, I had to do a nice little new little change. Had to juice up my life a little bit more so I can come on here and you know talk about all this good no. stuff. <laughs> One thing I will say, ever since I've known you, you've always been. Um, I've always seen you with a smile on your face. And shout out uh, to your your mother as well, who's also very sweet. You're always you always seem to be in good spaces. Is that intentional or like, do you just come out and project that or, and hide what's really going on or, or are you just a happy oh person? No, I'm just always a happy personality. I think I've always been just like, as a kid, I, I was just like naturally kind of just like, a lot of people actually got mad at me for being such a happy person, you know, even like in my music career, it's funny, like even the labels and stuff like that, they were like, why are you so happy? Why are you always smiling? Like, you know, what is there? What's behind? And I'm like, well, you know, I, I celebrate life and I'm honestly just such a happy person. I was always really goofy. I was not afraid to just like make fun of myself, to laugh at things. Like if anything, I figured out in the last couple of years, like early on, I used to laugh at like bad things and I didn't know like why it was like a nervous tick, I guess, kind of thing going on because like something bad would happen. And my first thing to do like, I kind of would laugh. <laughs> and it's kind of weird. I don't know. But I, 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 through the years, you know, there's enough information that it's, that's out there. You kind of get to kind of figure out what those what those reasons are for. And you kind of get to break the shell and become a little bit more vulnerable and all that kind of stuff through experience in life. But I've always just been a really happy person. So that's just me. So looking at you, two, two more things that I know um, personally about you. One, I know that you're a, a great mom and I see you and Violet all the time, not only in person, but on social media and you being very motherly and very involved. Um, where does that come from? Is that how you were raised? Is it something that you learned from your mom or is it just something that you grew up knowing would be important to your future children? Well, first off, when I grew up, I was like, I'm not having any kids. <laughs> So I wasn't expecting that, but I actually was raised by two very great parents that were like super active in our lives. Um, we were always just doing stuff all the time. So I always just felt their love all the time. My mom, as you know, we work together. Um, she's very hands-on as a mom with my two, me and my two sisters. And we sacrificed a lot as a family. So I recognize, you know, my parents and myself. And then all the things, you know, I bring myself to the table. I'm just a different person from them, but at the same time, very much them. So um, I like to take really good care of my kids and make sure they're living the best, happiest life. When I finally did decide I'm ready for kids, I was like, you know, I'm going to make sure that they have a great life, but I'm also going to have make sure that they have, you know, I'm, I'm a good ro role model for them, you know? Right. Well, when, when I see you with Violet, what type of mom are you? Are you, are you the mom that... You know, you 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 play at the parks and you get in the little you know rides at the uh, at the theme parks on social media. But then when she messes up behind the scenes, be like, I whoop your ass. Or do you oh. are you a are you a do you believe in discipline? I definitely. Are you kidding me? I was disciplined growing up. She's lucky she's not getting the same kind of discipline I got, which was you know spankings. Like we got all that. Now, don't get me wrong. She's had, you know, whether I've had to pinch her before, a nice little whack in the leg or something like that. But literally, she's such a good kid. I, I can't complain. Violet, like, you could tell her something that's wrong. She listens and she doesn't repeat it. Or she's really goofy sometimes. But otherwise, my kid, she doesn't really do anything bad. So I don't really have to overly discipline her. Um, it's just kind of just like giving her good guidance. And I'm actually also very laid back and cool, too. So I'm not, like, tripping all the time about stuff. But, um, but yeah, I do believe in discipline and being a strong parent because it's nice to be friends and all, but at the end of the day, you gotta, you know, put your foot down. Recently, Brandy texted me, um, <clears throat> she texted me something we had posted about her daughter on 
on um, social media because her daughter recently lost a lot of weight. And she said that it made her daughter really happy to see us recognize her for that. How do you protect your daughter from social media? Because you know, the trolls are out here. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been protecting her for a long time from just, even just, I mean, it goes to real life. And then of course I've always told her like, don't read comments, don't care about what comments say. Cause she in the past would like, somehow somebody she'd be with one of her friends and they'd be looking some something on YouTube of like an old video of us and then read what the people say. And she's like, mom, can you believe I'm like, you know, I've explained to her what a hater is not to even care about what anybody says is about just believing in herself and always staying positive. Cause at the end of the day, if I lived my life that way, I'd be, I'd be messed up and I couldn't be, you know, couldn't be focused and be a good person. So at the end of the day, it's, I, uh, I just try to give her the good word and tell her not to pay attention. It's, if she pays attention to what I'm saying now, it'll really help her out in the future. Cause I never really, I myself, because I dealt with it in school, I didn't have the internet back then. But because I dealt with it physically, like in person growing up, my parents always told me like, you know, you do you don't care about what anybody has to say. So I just really pass on the same thing to her. And now you went and got married to this fine ass um, artist <laughs> from Europe who now has taken you from us in America and, and implanted you over in Paris, where's where you're at right now. <laughs> and then you went, you, you didn't even go just have one kid. You went and had two kids with right. this man, Matt. <laughs> So how did that relationship even come about? Because it almost seemed like one day he popped up and y'all were hanging out, you know, eating falafels. And then the next minute, boom, you're having two kids. Like, that's how it seemed on social media. Well, the, I mean, from day one when we met, I met him here in France. I was with my friends. I was with Joey and my friend Lauren having, like, our summer 2017 will be the most unforgettable summer I will ever talk about in my life. Um, because I was just having the time of my life. and But the thing was, it was all about my friends and not about dudes. I was like, I'm not going to hook up with any dudes. I'm going to have fun. And it's crazy because the, when I wasn't hooking up with anybody, all of a sudden, guys just go crazy. <laughs> I was like, they really went crazy because then they were like, oh, my gosh, I didn't do this with you or this, this or that. you know. And they'd act all like, I don't know, they just act different. And I was so proud of myself. That summer, I just wanted to have the time of my life was all about me. But at the same time, before that summer started, I was like, I'm praying. I meet somebody. I really, I was like, God, you are the man in my life. At the end of the day, you are the provider for me and for Violet. I don't need to bring anybody in my life that's going to waste my time. And, but I, you know, I prayed that I can come home to somebody at some point. And, you know, I prayed, I had a nice extent, like it was a long little prayer and it was consistent. I prayed on it consistently. Um, wait, did, did, wait, wait, let's, wait, let's talk, wait, let's talk about that for a minute. Cause I keep sending that same prayer to God and it keeps saying call rejected. Like God Shut is up. like, you know, Christina. I'm not saying God it is, happened overnight. <laughs> Okay. So did you, did you, did you, um, consciously, continuously and consistently ask for that? I consistently asked for it. Cause I, when I felt it, when I felt it, cause I felt lonely sometimes I even got a cat and everything, but at the same time I was like, you know what? I don't want to say that I'm that lonely. I've got my daughter and my daughter is my everything. And I have my cat too. And, uh, and I was like, so she needs the attention that I need to give her instead of wasting my time, giving my attention to anybody, wasting my time, my body, my anything, you know? And so I was like, God will bring the right person. And I think that was more about like not praying for that person, but having faith that God would bring me a good person. Mm. And so I literally like had so much fun that summer. And then my last day of that summer, I was in France with my friends. We were at a restaurant and the host of the restaurant insisted on introducing me and Matt. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to meet anybody. He was like, oh, it's a French pop star. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Like I'm having fun with my friends. And in the meantime, that person was also telling Matt, like, you should meet her. And he's like, no, I'm good. Eventually, we met each other in this restaurant. And it was like instant. I've never felt like this. But it was really like, first off, instant attraction. And then that instant attraction turned into us hanging out later that night because we found out we had the same birthday. And we were like, it was like the universe just like was just nothing existed around us. And it was it was about us in that moment. And I'd never felt anything like that in my life, I'd say. And that day, we both left each other after that. Didn't hook up, nothing. <laughs> but he insisted that we, like, that I come back to France and hang out with him. And I eventually, like, three weeks later, ended up coming back with my sister. And, like, from that day forward, we were together. And then from mm -hmm. then after that, he came back to L.A., found a place within, like, like a month later, 
found a found a new house to move into in LA and he was just about that life. Like he was serious about it. And then he also met my daughter and he was just like such a good I know there were things that I was like pinching myself like mm-hmm, this is a little like, too like good to too, be like too good, good to be true. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. but then I was like, you know what? I pray for this and God says I deserve it and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I have faith. And uh and we'll see we'll see what happens, but don't question yourself. If if if, if it's going good, then you are worth it, you know? So mm-hmm. I just never thought I'd end up with somebody who's from overseas. I'm like, I'm really with a French man now. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> I so really glad. live half and half in uh, in America and then the other half of my life in France. It's really crazy. Well, I'm so glad that you said that. And the reason why I asked you about this relationship is because I have known you for so long and you are such a good spirit and good energy. The other part I was going to say, ironically, you brought up hanging out with your friends for 2017. You're a good friend, yes. not only to our mutual friend, Karushi, but all the people around you. Super yes. loyal. You never hear about you. Uh, you sh- uh, uh, selling a friend out. You're always there for your friends no. and always supportive. Um, the reason why I ask that is because I believe in the power of manifestation. I've been talking a lot about manifesting. And um, and it sounded like you manifested something that you believed you wanted and believed you deserved and then checked yourself when you thought it was too good for it to be true. So I think that's powerful. Absolutely. I think, you know, sometimes when things are placed in your life, you if you question it too much, it's like you're questioning your faith. And when you have that kind of faith, you can move forward and, and know that no matter what, even what, like, it's always meant to be. Even what's not meant to be is meant to be. And it's part of your story. It only gives you more layers, makes you better, and it makes your story more interesting. So I just go with it. I love it. I'm like, just like we talked, well, we said this for a half a second earlier. For your birthday, you said Lil' Kim performed at your birthday party. I was like, 20 years ago, you never imagined. I bet, like, who would have ever thought you would have the Lil' Kim performing at your birthday party? Like, like you just well, never know what life has in store. I have chills thinking about it. I have literal. Yeah, chills. no. Even that day, even that day, I hung out with Rihanna and posted that thing, and you messaged me and you said, "Yeah, um, well, I know this was probably the best day of your life or whatever." It really was. It was again power manifestation because I had manifested yes. that relationship. So, yes. yeah. Okay. So now you have two two babies and um, two beautiful babies, and you're and you're in Paris. So now you're living. It's not even by coastal. It's by country at this point. How do you like living yeah. over there? I like it. It's different. You know, um, I liked it. Like, there's just so much, there's so much to explore. And I'm kind of like in living in France, you're kind of like, you can kind of, you can go to London, you can go to Spain, you can go anywhere. But honestly, like Paris in itself, there's so many beautiful things here. Like I'm, I'm always by like moving around by foot and I can move around with the kids and so it's even to me, it's almost easier than moving around in L.A. because I have to like put them all in a car and then I have to wait in traffic. Like over here, I'm like, let's go put them in a stroller and we're out of here. Um, and there's just so much to do. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm learning French. Um, uh, the food is good. Uh, it's just a different way of life. And I kind of always dreamt of this, like since I was a kid, my dad was like, was like, you know, you're going to travel the world, this, that, you can do this, you can do whatever you want. And I'm like, I actually am. So it's, it's pretty cool. I, I enjoy it. How, how is Violet and your, well, your other kids, that's what they know. How is Violet adjusting yeah. to Europe? Oh, Violet's great. She's got friends over here. She, she's always running around with me. So we do stuff with the kids and then Violet and I have our own thing. Like, you know, whether it's our own little shopping trips or we have our own, like, let's go get our nails done. Like we do our own little moments separately too, so that you know, I've had Violet for 10 years by myself. So I try to make sure like every child gets enough time, you know, separately to do their thing with me. Um, and then, you know, also like Violet, her, she's just like a, such a cool age. I'm actually just really thankful that she's so open to be here with me and to be here with the kids. So speaking of friends, so your your best friends with Karuchi, almost like sisters, um, mm-hmm. you're your relationship with her how did you guys get so close so fast and stay so loyal i think karuchi's like she's like she's my female matt (laughs) we met in a club at supper club supper club oh Oh, gosh you guys have not experienced supper club then you haven't experienced life supper club just was just a vibe man there's nothing like supper supper club was supper club was our version of what a european club would look like right Penny, yes. Supper Club was the shit. Like they, if rapper, I mean Dre, everybody talked about Supper Club in songs for a reason because it was just it. It was the spot. So 
I met her at the club. She was there with Drea and, um, and Chris at the time. And I was in the same section with them. And her and I were like, I don't know, we were just smiling at each other, having fun. And then next thing you know, we exchanged information. And I feel like days later, she went out of town. And we were writing each to each other just like, I miss you. I miss you. Let's hang out. Let's do this. And we used to like just meet up in like neighborhoods and sit in the car. And this is back when I used to, I used to smoke, and, you know, smoke the herb. So, <laughs> so we would meet up and we would just talk about life and we would just like, you know, you know, seat back and just talk about just what was happening in our lives or just like, just get stuff off our chest and then we would leave and like, you know, okay, good to see you. Good to see you bounce. And then we just, we vibed like that. And then everything was, it just rolled out that way. And then I met all her friends and her friends became my friends. My friends became hers. And I've always just been rooting for her. I love her. I think she's just an amazing person. Mm -hmm. She's, she's really blossomed into such a great actress and a talented person and she's respected and she's always deserved that respect. Um, and I've known that from the beginning. I just, I, even for me, I always saw something in her that was really special. And I think that's why Perucci is who she is, not only because she's talented, but people have been rooting for her and they really want her to win. So mm -hmm. she deserves it. You both are very similar in terms of being really nice too. Um, I just saw her recently. We were at some store. She was shopping with her people and I was with friends and we ran to each other. And uh -huh. It is always good to see her. You both are very similar. How important is sisterhood to you? Because we see a lot of people online talking about hashtag protect black women that don't really, they don't emulate that in real life, but you have literally been with her through some of her, her yeah. most challenging times and have been loyal to her. How important is sisterhood? Oh, I mean, that's everything. You know, I think a woman, we understand each other in so many ways because, you know, sisterhood is just, there's, you know, people, <laughs> life can be so complicated. You need somebody to have your back. You know, even when you're wrong, you need somebody that's there for you to tell you, to pick you back up, to help you do right, to help just be there for you, to support you. So sisterhood, I mean, even more than that, there's brotherhood, sisterhood, and all that stuff, sister and brother, all that. I got those two. Um, I think it's 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 super important. I think it's that's how, it's like family to me. So I think friends can be family. Sometimes for some people, friends are family. Mm -hmm. I believe that too. All right. So, um, when I told people that I was uh, interviewing you and you posted um, the video that you were going to do the show, yeah. everybody in the comments kept bringing up "love doesn't cost a thing." Love doesn't cost a thing. Do you <laughs> do you love that people keep bringing up such an iconic movie? I love it. Or you, do you love it? Or no, you no, that? I love that that movie has actually become a classic. Like I never knew when I did that movie, it was just like a basic teen movie, but it was like a remake of one of my favorite movies growing up, which was Can't Buy Me Love. And so it was like the urban version. And the fact that people still to this day will still call me Paris or they still like watch the movie and they quote parts of the movie. I'm to me, I'm like, okay, that was my first lead role in a movie. The first opportunity that they gave me like that. And I greenlit that movie to even make the movie. I'm really proud. I'm proud that that was my first time getting to be taken serious as an actress given a role like that and that people love the movie. So yeah, y'all 18 years. Call me Paris. 18 years later. Mm -hmm. Is it now? Damn. That's yeah, it's been 18 years. years. 18 years <laughs> and 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 you're living in Paris. Isn't that <laughs> ironic? Hey. <laughs> and I'll make sense it all comes back around. Okay, so now of course people have always wanted you and Nick Cannon to be a thing after that relationship just fizzled or whatever. Do you <laughs> want people, how do you as a famous person, cause no, I'm not famous. So I'm not famous enough for people to care who I'm dating. Okay. But how does a famous person, no, how does a famous person deal with living their personal, authentic, true life and being happy against uh -huh the public having an idea of what that should look like? Um, that's a good question. I mean, you know, I mean, if you really look at my history and look at, especially my dating history, you can see that I really don't GIF <laughs> about what anybody thinks about who I date, how I date, what happened to the relationship. Like, it is what it is. These are my choices. This is what I do. This is my life. And, you know, whether it worked out or not, <laughs> it was something that was meant to be at the moment. 
Um, I really, I think when it comes to what other people think of how I should do things, I don't think it's ever really mattered to me. Um, mm. If anything, I hope they're uh, <laughs> inspired to just just live your life. <laughs> but does that come from a certain level of confidence or just being a strong woman of color? What, where does that come from? It definitely comes from a, le- a level of confidence. I mean, because in the beginnings, let's just say, even in my, let's just say, Nick Cannon days, or even in, in that era of like 2000 to 2010, you know, to be a girl in the music industry um, who's doing both pop, R&B, who's doing songs with rappers or getting seen in pictures with people, um, it was, I would say, for some people, you would say what's difficult, you know, because they're like, oh, uh, she's dating so-and-so, she's dating that person. Just from taking a, a picture, now you have the internet, you could tell your story on the internet. But back then, they would love to assume or, you know, they love to have a good title to get people to click some good clickbait, you know, to get people to go, like, remember... What was that damn? What was that damn website? Everybody used to media takeout. Media takeout. Media takeout. Hey, Fred. Hi, Fred. Hi, media takeout. It's so crazy. Media takeout was kind of like you know that set the foundation for a lot of this kind of stuff. But you know, I never was mad at it because I was like, if they're not talking about you, then that means they don't care. So media takeout. It's funny. Even back then, like you would definitely see stuff about my dating history and everybody's comments about who I am, what I was doing, blah blah blah. And, um, and it's funny, then all of a sudden it just like spinned around and like it turned into something positive. So you never know with the media, with the people, what they say, what they think, but it's never bothered me. So I, I, I grew up in a time and I was, I guess you could say a celebrity in the time where, you know, sometimes you didn't even have a voice to, to speak on, to speak for yourself because it was just about what, you know, what the blog said or just what the magazine said, but you, you didn't really have a voice to be able to speak up like we do now. Well, see, there's and there's pros and cons of social media. You see people like Lizzo, who had, I think, and I just told her recently, embodies um, self, like she loves herself. She has body confidence. You know, I, I live for her. And so when you see her emotional on social media as a response to what trolls are saying about her weight or what she looks like or racist comments or whatever, what advice do you have to say to her, somebody who's grown up in an era in the industry where you were famous during a time where you didn't have platforms like social media to clarify your position? Well, I, I'd say, you know, first off, she's beautiful. And I love, I love, love Lizzo, Lizzo's confidence. I actually kind of like, we got to know each other a little bit before she blew up. And I was always like watching her play the flute and do all this stuff on Instagram and like, just like following her career and rooting for her from the beginning. And she's always conveyed that kind of just confidence and this beautiful smile. And now, now, now to see her talent really flourish, I think she, it's so impressive. But I mean, it's not her job to be everybody's role model, but I think she's doing such a beautiful job of just like, just being herself. And it's okay to be vulnerable. Like we have layers to ourselves, which it's, it's, it's important to be vulnerable. It's okay to cry sometimes, get those tears out. But girl, you are beautiful. We love you. At the end of the day, it's all about that self-love for yourself and you can build that. And I mean, she's to me, an example of that and also showing that she is vulnerable and that makes her very human because I think there are people that are like, how does she do that? Like, how is she, you know, how is she so perfectly confident? But no, she's human. Like there is, there is a side to her where the words actually hurt and people really want to break you down to make that happen too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't let I, it happen. I mean, social media is one of those things where it does build you up to then break you down. Um, it's 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 an interesting place. Speaking of that, you saw um, the baby recently went through some stuff uh, during Rolling Loud where he said those comments and then later kind of a failed apology and then the whole world tried to cancel him. I've been, I've been a, non, a non-fan of cancel culture because I feel like it really only applies to people of color, but I am a fan of people being held accountable. What did you think about that? And do you think he should be set free from this cancellation? I do believe, like you said, cancel culture is not my thing. That's like getting with the whole crowd and being like, okay, you, you say boo on this person. This person. It's not, it's, uh, it never, uh, it's, it's not nice. It doesn't make anybody better. Um, and at the end of the day, I think it's just like, it's like bullying people. I don't believe in that. Um, I do love the fact that there are some people that reached out, you know, that did feel it was important to reach out and like help and say like, hey, I would like to teach you about something. I'd like to let you know that, the, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, I think it's I think it's important to actually lead in a way that makes people better. Um, I was not impressed with what he said. I was 
actually pissed off about it <laughs> like everybody else uh, or the right, you know, I, um, I didn't think that shit was cool <laughs> at all, right. but I also believe he just doesn't have the knowledge um, uh, to know any better and it can be fixed. And I also believe these days it's like that cancel thing. It's like last 15 seconds and then everything, you know, you <laughs> come out with good music, seconds. next thing you know. Or or yeah. until somebody else gets canceled, you know what I mean? Like there's like a well, cancellation line. So it's like every know. two weeks, it's like one week every two weeks. There's something, and then all of a sudden everybody forgets. So and then you and then you look at like Lil Nas X. So he so this week he posted <laughs> something. He said he keeps doing things to make his haters mad. You know he has the whole world upset that he's living and embracing his sexuality. Mm. What do you make of it? I love it. I love Lil Nas X. I love it. I I mean. You know me. I love. I love. I love breaking rules. I love people that just live in their truth. And also, like what he's doing right now too, reminds me of the time when like Britney Spears like first came on the scene, and she was all like, she was like, and you know her little skirt and all cute and nice, and all the parents were like, oh. And then she came back. She got her boobs done, and she was on Rolling Stones magazine. And then they were like, everybody had a fit. But she, guess what? She blew up. I'm like, oh, this is about to happen even more for, for Lil Nas X. This is exactly the kind of commotion that that happened when Britney Spears really like took that next step and just like did, did just did her own thing, you know? So um, I'm a fan of what he's doing. I think it's art. I think it's also just fun. It's expression. It's getting people uncomfortable. And when there's comfort, that's, you know, you know, you don't, you don't get anywhere with comfort. You gotta get a, get them a little uncomfortable. That's what I tell people about things. this show. That's why I tell people mm. about this show. But you know, they say they say, "Oh, fat Jason used to be so messy. Skinny Jason's getting soft." No, I'm evolving. <laughs> I'm evolving, and I want to be able to talk to the Christine Millions about things that are going to inspire people. Because you know, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. I said, "You know, I've mastered the tea thing. I never even wanted to be in the tea, but I've already mastered that." Now I want to master all the other levels of what I'm doing, you know? And so I want to continue to have conversations that make people go, wow, that was, I never, never thought of that. Or that was amazing, you know? That's so, great. All right. So, so you have any- I see, I see it. I see it. Thank you. Okay. So beignet box. Now, you know, I'm, I'm from the hood. So I had to, somebody had to tell me how to uh, pronounce that. I thought it was a bang box. I didn't know what beignet was. What is a beignet? You said a bang box. <laughs> what is a beignet? Let me explain to you something that's going to rock your whole mind. <laughs> so a beignet is like, it's a well. It's a French Cajun dessert. Um, originally, it's from France, actually, and it was brought over to um, Louisiana. And uh, as the dessert was brought to Louisiana, and that has since become very popular. And so it's basically like uh, it's like dough, fried dough with a lot of powdered sugar. But everybody has their own recipe. Ours specifically is less dense. It's a lighter um, beignet. And people really, really, really love it. It's flakier, it's more layered, um, and it's got all the powdered sugar on top of it. And right now, people are loving it. <laughs> the world no, loves sugars, the, let's just... No, and the branding looks great. But here's the issue that I have with this, okay? Because I go to your yeah. Instagram every day to see how fit you are. You have all these kids, you fucking have a, a powdered sugar <laughs> cart uh, truck, and then you fit, your body is snatched. Like, it's not fair to fat people, so... How did you decide as a person who is so beautifully fit that this tasty treat that I, I, I want to try, but I can only try in small doses um, was something that you want to invest in? Is this well, because you love it? I love food. I love food. But you know what? I equally as much as I love food, I really have to work out. I really have to work out for the for the amount of food that I like to eat. I, I like food is life. Like I was the little kid. I was the girl that like if anybody took a anything on my plate, I'd cry. I was like, I'm, I, there were things with food, my relationship with food that is just terrible. Cause it's just, I just love it so much. So, um, please understand that I actually have to work out plenty to, in order to eat the types of food and the things that I like. So that's how it explains being fit. But otherwise I like everything. And I, I decided, we decided to do beignets because we really literally just love beignets and, and, and Louisiana, like, my best friend, she's from Louisiana, so that explains, she's my partner, that explains why we 
dabbled in uh, beignets and we knew that we needed to bring it up to LA because it's nowhere. They don't have it anywhere. And people like donuts, they like all the other stuff. So I was like, it's just a genius idea. It's a great business. Yeah, no, but on top of that, great. it makes people happy. Sugar makes people happy. <laughs> it looks great. No. Okay. So speaking of fitness, I saw on your Instagram that yesterday was your first, it was, did you say your first day? Of- that was today. Today. Yeah. That was this morning. Uh-huh. It was my first workout with a trainer. I'm not into how, trainers. In, in how long? Since you had your second, your third kid? <sighs> no. Since I've had my third kid this summer, I was like at our, uh, I, we had a treadmill at the house. So I was just running on the treadmill, but I just, we got to Paris and we don't have anything like any equipment for working out so I decided to go to a gym and there's a trainer there so I started with a trainer I'm I usually don't hire trainers I don't know I don't like anybody telling me what to do (laughs) (laughs) no but I love your motivation because now I just bought I just bought a treadmill and I just built a gym at my house and I'm getting into my fitness what is the thing because the one thing I will say about you is you are consistent with your fitness I do see it you're you're consistently working out what what gives you the motivation is you just enjoy the feeling is it I is the feeling. Physical? I feel good. It's physical. Physically, I love to see, you know, have a goal and know that I can reach it. And on top of that, like, it's kind of, maybe it's a controlled thing because, like, it's one of those things that you know if you work out, you're going to get results um, compared to, you know, some things you just can't control in life. So I'm like, if there's anything that I can do in this one hour is I can know that I'm going to feel good and I can actually work out, look good, and my ma- my mind is just, like, clear. I just, I'm happier like when I work out or when I'm healthier compared mm-hmm. to when I'm not. So I, I and I would just want to live longer. I like to, you know. To well, and it makes, the, and it makes the sex better too. When everybody's um, fit. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's also really good as a workout, by the way. That's a workout. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. So resort to love. So I'm on Netflix, I'm going through it and I see you on there and you acted your ass off. You know, I, I, I know you act, of course, I've seen your films. I know you from music. I think Christina Milian, artist, music. Okay, and then I see you acting. Go, yeah, damn, she's a good actress too. What? Um, how did that come about? And why did you decide to do that project? That one. Well, I did a really good. I did another romantic comedy with Netflix uh, in 2019. It came out in 2020 or something. 19, whatever. Anyways, I did a rom-com with Netflix before. It was 2019 called Falling in Love, and Falling in Love actually like crazy it charted crazy it was like number one globally for a a long time um it actually came out on this date or something um and after that you know they were interested in continuing to work and i'm a huge fan of netflix i love doing romantic comedies all the way back to love don't cost a thing so um resort to love actually came about i got my hand on the script my my manager got it sent it to me and i ended up having just like a, a meeting on like on zoom i was pregnant actually with Isaiah and just talking about the script. And I was like, maybe, you know, when I'm done being pregnant, we can go and do another, we could do this movie. And we ended up just clicking and I liked the script. I loved the fact that it was also going to be, um, it was going to be majority, you know, people of color as far as like the script, because I've always want to like go back to my roots and my people, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I'm like, cause I, I want people to see themselves in me, you know? And I think that's important. And I, you know, so uh, Resort to Love just came about that way. And the director and I guess Alicia and everybody, you know, felt it was a good fit. And next thing you know, last last year, last October, I was shooting the movie. I was even pregnant, too, by the way, mm. with the second so, one. So people, so people who haven't seen you yet, um, tell them a little bit about it. Uh, Resort to Love. Well, my character, Erica, is a girl. She's a, you know... New York girl, she's into, she loves music. That's the other thing I felt like I could relate to the character. She loves her music. Um, She's about to put out an album with this character uh, that's kind of like a Kanye West kind, kind of like character. Um, (laughs) And she goes, (laughs) and uh, she goes to the big premiere and he actually ends up, you know, breaking his computer because somebody leaked the tracks and he's like, you're never going to hear this album. So her life is just flashes ahead of her. She no longer has her music career. She actually had a fiance that broke up with her because she loved her music so much. So, so, so basically, ends up basically, basically her life was a mess. I mean, she had yes. a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, she had a lot going on. It turned into a mess, and she ends up going to sing at a resort. And then when she's at the resort, she finds out she's got to go sing at the wedding of her ex-fiance. 
There you go. I hate, by the way, telling a story. I'm the worst. But I hope you understood what that was. No, that was great. No, <laughs> I, I remember. I, no, you definitely watched it. I watched it. It was hilarious. Um, you were a mess in there. But you acted so yes. great. And it was good to see you again there but when fun. are we going to see you when are we going to see you with another album another single are you still uh, recording you know i'm it's not gone it's not done i'm not done recording i think i was just listening the other day to some demos that nobody's heard before and it's like i i told my friend lauren i said lauren i got that feeling again so I think that's the most important thing when it comes to being a musician when you lose that feeling it's not the same you're forcing it so now that I've had all my children, <laughs> there's going to come a time I have a feeling that I'm going to end up back in the studio and maybe have, you know, another hurrah, another another go at it just for fun. You know, I don't think I'm going to stress and overthink think it in the case where I'm like stopping everything to become just recording artists because now my career is kind of like, you know, it's pretty a, a large variety of things now. But there's a chance that it's going to come back around. <laughs> But did you did you lose the passion for it because of focusing on family or what was it that made you step away for a while? I think family was my important thing. I think my, for me, like when around the time even that I was like, oh, I need, you know, I hope a nice man comes in my life, whatever. I also was like going on the road and doing music requires so much of my energy and takes me away from Violet that I need to focus on her. So um, I started to just focus on acting being my thing. And then music stuff started to come with the acting. So I was still able to implement music, but it was really for family. And I never like lost the love of it. It was just being realistic that it was not the time for it. Hmm. Would you ever do Broadway? I would love to see you on Broadway. <laughs> I started off my career that way. Uh, I'm not crazy. I mean, I loved it at the time. Um, I don't know. Is it maybe because it's grueling? It is it because me. the schedule is very grueling? Yes, it is a very grueling schedule, and I and there's so many movies and things that I love to do that I'm like, I don't know if I want to stop to do a musical, <laughs> or mm -hmm. or just theater on Broadway. But I mean, we'd be able to get to see you act and sing live in person. It's like brings all of the worlds of what we want to see with Christina Milian together on one stage. I mean, I know I don't. You're right. Maybe I'm being selfish. No, you're right. You're right. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cancel it. I'm gonna say there's a possibility someday I will do it. Okay, so are are you and Matt gonna have any more kids? Because you I mean you have two, you might as well have three. Well, first off, I have three already. No, <laughs> we have no, two. You have two together. So maybe you have three, you run it off, now you have four. I think I think I'm good for now. I'm all done. I'm done. <laughs> My body has been stretched and <laughs> gone back, stretched back out, come back again. You know, I think I'm good. I'm in a good place now. I just want to, I'm, I'm ready to take care of them and continue with my career and have that balance because it's work. It's some hard work. You know, it's not easy having even just two children under two, you know, cars, yeah. everything. you got to fit every, you got you to do a lot of planning. Everything's not, it's not the same. Well, you look great and you look, you make it look easy. So um, you must be doing it right. Um, the last thing I want to ask you before you, well, two things. One, what do you do for your beauty regimen? Because I'm sitting here looking at your skin and it's so flawless and you always look so fresh. You like, you look like you just woke up every time I see you. Well, I don't put on a lot of makeup. That's one thing. I'll put on like, you know, because I think too much stuff on your face. It's like, just uh, if, it's, if there's no reason for it, you don't have to. But I just like put a little concealer and stuff like that. Just easy. Um, drink a lot of water. Working out. Keeps you nice and, you know, keeps your blood flowing. Drink Drinking water, like I said. Yeah, drink water and work out. Try to sleep when you can. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you know, I use my little products that I have. I, my Tula. That's my product, clean my face. I used to not clean my face growing up. Like, I used to want to keep my makeup on for the next day. And now, you know, as you get older, I'm going to be 40 this year. Crazy. Well, I, listen, I wasn't, wasn't going to say your age, you're a Libra. Your birthday is literally coming up in a couple of weeks. You don't look, I mean, you don't even look in your 30s, which is crazy. Oh, shut up. You're being nice, but I thank you. Thank you for that. No, I'm being honest. If you, if you, look, if you, looked, if you, if you looked old, I'd be like, girl, wrestling. You don't need it. You don't. No, you know what? Laughter, I think, is the best source of, uh, of staying young. <laughs> would, you ever, would you ever get Botox or any fillers or anything? If I wanted to, I would do it. Absolutely. I think I'm never against anybody doing any of that stuff if they wanted to. But I'm also like, 
I don't need it right now, so I'm perfectly fine. But if I ever needed it or wanted to, I would go for it. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, the last thing, I still haven't eaten Polynesian sauce. I know you told me to try it. I just, everywhere I go, people are like, you got to try the Polynesian sauce. Last time I was on live in line at Chick-fil-A and you told me to get the Polynesian sauce and I haven't I tasted sure it. I sure did. Am I missing something? I'm mad that you for, that you still haven't done that yet. Like you got Chick-fil-A, they're everywhere in LA now. Like we got them in Hollywood, you got them in, in Woodland Hills. <laughs> it's time for you to try the Polynesian sauce know, at Chick-fil-A. Maybe bomb. I will. Like you're gonna pour it all over, like the whole little container over one nugget or just on your <laughs> sandwich. Right. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Maybe I'll try it today. All right, so what's next, Christina, what's next? Uh, next up, uh, I have, uh, I just shot, this year, the series um, Step Up, um, Neo's on the show. It's going to be on Stars, um, and it's awesome. I can't wait for you to see this. It's good. It's just something I've never done before. You know, when you think Step Up, you're thinking just like your typical dance show, but this is like, it brings the drama. It's Stars, let's just say. Same mm. people that bring you P-Valley, same people that bring you Power, all that. Like, this is Step Up. So, um I'm excited for people to see me in this role. I play Colette. Um, and, uh, oh, man. Is Colette a bad person? Are you playing a bad person? She's a little She's a little of both. She has good intentions, but she's, you know, ride or die. <laughs> mm. Okay, well, I can't wait to watch that. All right, well, look, Christina, I'm glad that you came here six years late. Uh, better than never. <laughs> Don't be, don't, yeah, don't be, absolutely. don't be six. Don't, don't come back in six more years. I mean, come back anytime no. you want. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back probably in like six months. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Perfect. And then look, um, I actually um, have to come to Paris soon because Christian Louboutin is there and I would like us to all maybe have lunch or something. I, I don't know if you've ever wow. met him, but he's, he's a kiki for sure. No, I would love to meet Christian Louboutin. He's actually signed a pair of my shoes for me, but that was because of my stylist at the time she got it. Thank you, Marnie. But yeah, let's meet Christian because I've got plenty of his shoes. <laughs> okay, for sure. All right, well, thank you so much. Tell Matt and Violet and everybody over there I said hello. I will, I will. Mwah. Bye. Love you. Bye. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.